Aloha, people of God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Hey, how y'all doing today? How you doing? Man, God is good. You know I'm coming on here most of the times. So I'm coming to tell you God is good. Every now and then, you know, there's some heated messages, but even in those, we know God is good. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So check it out. So this morning, uh, the title of this one is called Catching, no, Chasing the Bus. Chasing the Bus. So I'm on my way. I've got a, it's early in the morning. It's like 10 minutes after seven. I'm driving down to Waikiki. I've got to go check on a, an, an electrical uh, maintenance job, right? In one of these hotels. So as I'm driving, I saw this young lady just I just caught her out the corner of my and she's running she's running like she's fully dressed in her business clothes and she's running furiously and then I saw she's running for the bus and I'm like man I remember back in the day when I used to be on the bus and I remember those days for those of you that that ride the bus or have ridden the bus you know what it's like to be behind schedule and you're you're trying to get somewhere and it's like oh man the bus is supposed to be here and like five minutes and you might be like eight minutes away right and you're just running running to catch the bus right and uh you know i'm i'm driving i don't take the bus anymore and haven't for several years but not that it's a bad thing i just i have no need to do that right um but yeah it just brought back memories about chasing a bus and as soon as i thought about it i'm like oh that's a podcast right there you know lord let me (laughs) I'm, I'm in traffic for the next hour anyway, so let me go ahead and make this podcast, Chasing the Bus. All right, let's open it up in prayer. Father, thank you so much for the blood of Jesus Christ, God, that qualifies us to be your children, God. We are blood, uh, we are blood certified, cross verified, uh, children of the Most High God. And because of the blood of Christ, Father, We have access to you. We have access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. God, you've already given us these things. And you and you alone know of the plans that you have for us. So thank you for the plans that you have for us. Thank you for the ways in which you designed us. You have designed each and every one of us to do particular things. Things that we take for granted. things maybe sometimes we don't give you credit for but you actually designed us like this we're martha munizzi had a song says i was created to make your praise glorious and and i see that very clearly that um yes we, we were created to make your praise glorious so even in that this morning thank you for this podcast i pray for faith for my brothers and sisters that you would grant them the faith to hear what thus saith the lord god i pray for the grace to deliver this message as you would have me deliver it. And these and all other things I ask in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, so here we go. I'm going to start a first thing with a scripture today. Y'all know how I do it. Sometimes I might go 40 minutes and then the Holy and then Holy Spirit will remind me, hey, give him the scripture guy. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Master. All right, today I'm on it. So Proverbs 16:3 says, "Commit thy works unto the Lord, 
and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit thy work unto the Lord, and thy thoughts will be established. If you look at it in the ESV version, it says, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Okay? Okay, so that's another way to look at it. Same meaning, just different phraseology, right? So, chasing the bus, what does that have to do with this scripture? Well, a bus is a vehicle, right? So, you know, we take vehicles to get us to a particular place, right? So, you know, the analogy is, what vehicle are you chasing to reach, right, your destination, right? Many people are chasing all different types of stuff, quite honestly. And, and the reason for that is because either A, they don't know the Lord, B, they know the Lord, but they, maybe they're baby Christians, or C, they know the Lord, but, you know, they... And I don't really even know how this is possible if they're not a baby Christian, but they haven't they haven't heard from Holy Spirit as as to regards to like what their primary gifting is and how that ties into, you know, what the Lord has created them for in the first place. Again, I don't really even know how that's possible um, because as a mature Christian you would already have a very intimate relationship with Holy Spirit and he would have been grooming you in your giftings all along the way anyway. So again, that's a long shot there. I don't really know how that's possible that you wouldn't know that. But if you call yourself a mature Christian and you don't, you're not aware of like how to use your gifts or how it ties into what God created you for, then maybe you need to rethink your definition of mature. You, In my estimation, you're probably... Uh, a baby Christian still. You're a Christian that has gone to church for a long time. And I meet many people like that. And it's nothing, it's not a slam on anyone. I just, I just want to say this, right? Whenever I, whenever I say this, or it's like, I'm calling people out. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. It's just that we, what's the scripture say? Let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to, right? You can't really grow if you're not looking at yourself accurately, right? You know, you, you just can't. Um, and so that's why I say these things. I, I meet people and they say things about Jesus. And a long time ago, I would be like, oh, hey, this person's a Christian. But, but, and how do I say this? I have to word this delicately. It's like, yeah, there's many Christians in the world, but maybe there, there's not as many disciples you know as there are quote unquote Christians right the disciples right we don't play that right we we follow Jesus we're close to Jesus we will give up some food in a hot second for Jesus or whatever it is he you know whatever it is he instructs us to so we can be closer to him then that's what we're gonna do that's disciples right that's but maybe maybe you said the prayer but you're not a disciple yet, right? So you, you don't know certain things, but you think you do because, you know, you, you've been a Christian maybe three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. I've met people that have, that are in their 50s, in their 60s. They've gone to church many years. I hadn't planned on going into all of this, but here we go, right? <laughs> hey, they've gone to church for many, 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 many years. 
But when I listen to what comes out of their mouth, it is very evident their lack of understanding, right? So, you know, it, it's very difficult to uh, exhort or encourage or even rebuke somebody like that in a sense. So, right, because they don't know what they don't know. They, they actually think that they know more than they do. They think that they're closer to God than they really are. And because they don't have an accurate picture of themselves, uh, it's very difficult for them to grow. So anyway, just uh, I apparently I needed to go there. So there we go. So anyway, let's talk about this, right? As Christians, we we have the mindset and the understanding, one, that the universe was framed by God, two, you know, obviously we know who God is, the Lord Jesus. Three, we know that he and he alone knows of the plans that he has for us, right? He cre We know that he created us. And we also know that the Lord, you know, the Lord is the one that blesses us. We, we know these things, right? But I think it's easy sometimes to get caught up in what the world is doing, trying to do certain things the world is doing because we see maybe so many people uh, quote unquote being successful you know they're 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 winning they're they're winning in life you know they're making money and they're doing this and that and i just i i see a lot of christians doing stuff online and i'm always shocked i'm like lord what are they doing what are they doing oh no i mean it, it's it's tantamount to moses coming down you know from mount sinai and seeing the israelites dancing around the golden calf that they created, right? I mean, he was so upset. He 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 smashed the tink, the tablets that he had, right? I mean, he just threw them on the ground. What are you doing? Right? But there are people and some of them are Christians. Some of them some of them say they're Christians and they ain't Christians, but some of them really are Christians and they're basically dancing around the golden calf like everybody else, right? Trying to get their hustle on trying to move forward in life and, and, you know, trying to get paid. And there's nothing wrong with trying to get money because, hey, like I said in the last podcast, right? I mean, dreams cost, right? Food costs, right? Hello? Utilities cost. If you don't have money, I mean, it's just, there are things that you just simply cannot do, right? So I'm not berating anyone for that. But what I am saying is this, we have to look at Christ as our vehicle, right? If you chasing the world like that young lady was chasing the bus this morning, just chasing, 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 right? Trying to get that paper. That's what they used to call it on the street. Trying to get that paper. You're just out there chasing it, right? That's the wrong vehicle. You know, let the world do that. The world, hey, you know, the world, their God is Satan. They do it his way and they get whatever their God is going to give them. And they'll get their, you know, just, just desserts. Uh, in return, unfortunately, but that's that's how it is, right? That's how it is. But as God's people, the Lord is our vehicle, right? Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. He's the one. He's the one that has your plans, right? But what we need to do is understand that we don't have to do what everybody else is doing, right? We belong to Jesus. 
We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We belong to Jesus. And so we don't do like everybody else does, right? You don't act like everybody else acts, right? We work for the Lord. The Bible tells us to work as unto the Lord. So, right, we're slaves unto righteousness. We belong to Jesus. So you have to have that understanding. We belong to him. He has, he has the blueprint for you. All you have to do is just ask him. Ask him. And again, as mature Christians, you you would know. You would know what your gifts are. You would know, you know, you may not know exactly how it's going to all play out. None of us do. But Holy Spirit would, he probably would have already given you a, 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 a general overview of some of the things that you're going to do or he's going to do with you, right, and in you during the course of your life. So, you know, he tells you the, the ending at the beginning. So you have some idea, right? You have some idea and then there's that time period of growth, right? And development and growth where, you know, you're you're coming closer to God and, you know, you're, you're getting your walk established with the Lord. We make our mistakes during those times, you know, we sin and keep going back to the Lord. And it's during that season, it's during that process, well, we really learn just how faithful the Lord is, right? Because we make so many mistakes, right? We sin so very much and we fall repeatedly, right? So thank thank God Almighty for his grace, right? So it's during those times when you learn about Holy Spirit, right? It's during those times he's teaching you about who you are in him, about what gifts he's given you, and about where he's leading you to, right? And as as long as you have that going on in your life. So for example, like this morning, I prayed and I love when Holy Spirit does this and he just he cracks me up. He just cracks me up. Man, Holy Spirit is so funny. So, and it's not that he's telling jokes. I just want to say this. It's not that he's telling jokes. It's just that he tickles me, right? I mean, in the way that he does things, it just tickles me so deeply. I just bust out laughing. Not like he's tickling me under my armpits. Nothing like that, right? Um, but I mean, the way he is with me, it makes me so happy. It makes me bust out laughing. So that's a, maybe that's a better way of putting it more simply. So, man, I think that, that was this morning. I prayed to him this morning. I was like, you know, Holy Spirit, I need for you, please. Will you please give me? another perspective on winning. Yeah, that was this morning. I need another perspective on winning. I said, my my mind cannot be tied up into, you know, money. In other words, if my projects have not made as much money as I thought they should at this particular point in time, then, you know, oh, I'm not succeeding. Oh, I'm not winning. And feeling that way, even though I know I'm a winner, and I know I'm succeeding, but you know what I mean? Like you feel in the moment some type of way. The thoughts are kind of just hanging out there in your head. And, you know, I prayed and that was that. I kept, I kept, I kept it moving. And then uh, <laughs> maybe like 30, 40 minutes after the fact, just out of the blue, clear as day. He, he explained to me, right? If you're walking in your calling, then you're winning, Right? And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And then I thought about it a little bit more. And so I said, okay, you know what? Let me think about this. So really it's it's threefold for people. Like 
So as a Christian or, or for anyone in life, really, this is what it means to win, right? And this is why we don't chase the world's bus, so to speak, right? We don't, we don't chase the world to get to where we want to get to, right? Their definition is all skewed. It's all jacked up. And it'll have you all jacked up, right? You know, uh, flip-flopping your values around and looking at yourself less than God made you to be. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. 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 Right? You are amazing. And Holy Spirit, help me not digress. Okay. So anyway, there's there's three. I am going to come back to that, though. You're amazing. I'm going to come back to that. Um, three things, right? One. This is really what it means to win in life. If you have these three things, then you are winning. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, okay? Doesn't matter. Number one, do you have Christ Jesus? Number one. Number two, are your sins forgiven? Of course, if you have number one, then you have number two. Your sins are forgiven. And then number three, right? You're walking in your calling. Now, I want to be clear here because this is, I was really thinking about that. I'm like, walking in your calling. It sounded really good and I was happy, of course, that he told me and it made me start laughing. But, you know, Holy Spirit, he wants you to think about things. You have, you have to think. You have to pick these things apart and really dive deep. And so I'm like, walking in my calling. Um, okay, hold on a second. So, because I believe there's some people that are walking. I was thinking of like Muhammad Ali. So I'm like, there, like there's some people that are walking in their calling, but they're not Christians. But then the thought occurred to me, can somebody truly be walking in their calling if they're not submitted to God, if they're not a Christian? Because think about this, right? If you're walking in your calling, this is what the most high God created you to do. Now, some people can clearly look and say, well, obviously Muhammad Ali was created to be a boxer. Yeah, yeah, but his his parents were Christians. They raised him to be a Christian. So while he went on the world stage and, you know, he was the people's champion, he was created to be the Lord's champion, right? Not, not Allah's champion. He was created and designed to be the Lord's champion. So while in his vocation, he was a boxer and I say the greatest boxer of all time, right? I love Muhammad Ali, right? Um, that's not what his calling was. So I don't believe that you can be walking in your calling if you're not submitted to Christ. But you're walking in your vocation. That's different, right? That's different. So again, you to win in life, you're winning in life. One, you have Christ. Two, you have forgiveness of sins. Three, you are actively walking in your calling, not in your vocation, right? If you're doing those three things, then you are winning. You're winning. Because at the end of the day, so to speak, you know, when we breathe our last breath and in these perilous times you just never know what's going to happen you don't know when the lord's going to call you home right a good sister of mine who always talks about getting run over by the milk truck she knows who she is um <laughs> and uh 
you know, one of the things that she would say is like, hey, you know what? We have to be really careful, you know, and close to God during these times because you could be out in a shopping mall and, you know, get blown up. You know, all these terrorist attacks and things like that. And it's true. It is true, right? And so, and so think about this, right? You can, going back to the example of Muhammad Ali, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. I mean, of all the sport icons, y'all know I don't follow sports, but Muhammad Ali, I have the same middle name. Like, I, you know, I have the same middle name as Muhammad Ali, right? His real name is Cassius Marcellus Clay. That's my middle name is Marcellus, right? So I've always had this affinity towards him, but just watching, you know, the things that he did in life and the way he overcame, amazing, just brilliant, right? Amazing man, right? But at the end of his life, he died a Muslim. He didn't die a Christian. He never repented and went back to Christ, right? He, he never did. He said it was a white man's religion. And, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he never repented. So unfortunately, right, did, and I know you guys are going to say, well, you, you, ain't, you ain't God, you know, what is, what's the saying? You're not God to judge me and put me in a heaven or a hell or whatever, but all I'm going to say is this, the man died a Muslim. He died unrepentant in his sins, right? And so when one dies unrepentant in their sins, we know what happens. So we're not going to sugarcoat things here, right? We're just not. So it's unfortunate. Or if we look at what was that that great scientist, you know, a great scientist. He was he was in a wheelchair for many, many years. Stephen Hawkins. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right. So Stephen Hawkins. Right. Great, great scientist. Right. Brilliant. Came up, came up with all sorts of theories. World renowned, world acclaimed. Right. A giant on the world stage. Even though he was a frail, a frail little body of a person, right? But he, to the very end, he refuted Jesus. He, he did not submit to Christ. He never repented for his sins, right? So, are they winning now? Or, or anybody, if that's too painful for you to think about, just think about anybody that you knew. I've often, well, I, don't, I think I've only spoken about this once in my podcast but I remember like right before I started preaching at the prison my very best friend in Hawaii we worked together at my 9 to 5 right um, he was on my sales team and uh, I loved this guy I loved this guy like he was my brother honestly bald headed white dude right this guy named Eddie I loved this guy so much I really did like he was my brother and he didn't know the Lord and I, I would keep witnessing to him and it was amazing to see the things that God was doing in this man's life and I would tell him I say Eddie I've never seen anything like this in my life I said God is really trying to get your attention this this is amazing right and he'd be like yeah you know I I I, I guess he is and I'd be like Eddie you have to give your life to Jesus right please you know I, I would invite him to church and I remember he did come to church one time he finally came to church with me me and, and my kids and I was so happy and like my boys at church right so I was waiting for him to go down to the altar you know and the altar call came and I'm waiting right he wouldn't go and maybe another time 
Oh, man. Eddie, you sure? Yeah. Man, maybe another time. Right? So, you know, he, all of a sudden, because he started having an interest in church, right? And he told me, Mike, I really like this church. I, I like this. This is different from how I grew up, you know, Catholic. It's way different, right? This is like the real deal, right? I said, yeah. So he says he's going to come back to church. All of a sudden, he meets a woman. I told my I told my, my kids, I said, hey, that is the devil right there. He brought that woman into Eddie's life just to distract him so he won't go to church. And I, I invited him to go to church again. And Eddie said, uh, yeah, I think I'll go, but, you know, I, I might do something. If she wants to, I might do something with her over the weekend. And I told, I told my daughter, I said, hey, Eddie's, if, if the woman wants to do something, Eddie's not going to go to church. Because, you know, they was going to meet up on Saturday. I said, that's a distraction. If, if she reaches out to him and want to do something, he ain't coming to church. And that's what happened. He didn't go to church. I would pick him up sometimes for work. So this was around uh, Cinco de Mayo. So church was like, what, Cinco de Mayo was the 5th of May. So church was, church was five, six, the 7th of May. Yeah, the 7th of May, I believe. I'm so sorry. Give me a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So that's what happened. So anyway, it's like Eddie was around on Friday and then, no, Cinco, Cinco de Mayo was uh, was Saturday. No, I'm so sorry. I'm jacking this up. Cinco de Mayo was the fifth. It was a Friday. I'm so sorry. It was a Friday. So, yeah, he went out for Cinco de Mayo and I was supposed to pick him up on Monday morning to go you know, there was a con, there was a customer that we were going to meet to renew their contract. And, um, I'm just waiting and waiting and he's not coming out. So I eventually I'm, I'm like, something is wrong. Like Eddie never does that. Like Eddie would not do that. He would call me or he wouldn't do that. Right. So I started getting real worried. And I talked to the manager. I knew the manager of the building because he was also a customer of mine. And I said, Hey, Something's going on with Eddie. I can't get in touch with him. He's like, Mike, I'm sorry. We don't have, you know, authorization. To just go in his apartment. We just can't do that. I'm like, something is wrong, right? So I need, you know, when can you call the cops, file a missing persons report, whatever, whatever. The long and the short of it is that, you know, when they did, when the police did find him, there's a guy that works at my nine to five who's also a police officer. So he was able to get in contact with the actual owner of that unit, Eddie, you know, rent it from somebody, right? The unit, the owner of the unit said, yeah, they could go in. And when they went in, Eddie was in there. He had died. We don't know why he died. He, he had died. And I, you know, when that police officer, a friend of mine, coworker told me, I was like, Hey, I, I need to go see Eddie. Right. I need to go see him. Right. Because the, I'm serious. Like that was like my best friend. And he said, Mike, you don't want to go in there because, you know, when people. I guess police call it expire. They don't say deceased. They say expire. You know, when someone expires, you know, they decompose very quickly. He doesn't look like the Eddie. You remember, I'm not going to let you go in there. 
right? I don't want you to remember Eddie like that. That's not going to be your last sight of Eddie. And I remember, I just, I just, I was crying. I literally was in, in, in the office. I just started crying. I just had to walk out and get in my car. Even think about it now, it's emotional, right? Just crying. And I remember pulling off somewhere like this strip mall and I just parked in the parking lot of my car and I was screaming. I was screaming at the top of my lungs because, you know, it's one thing if somebody you know passes and they're not saved, but it's a whole nother thing if it's somebody that you love. I loved that dude like he was my brother. I loved Eddie. And to think of that wonderful person dying without Christ and going to hell, it was almost more than I could bear. I just started screaming. I've never cried that hard in my life, not ever, not ever. And I, I cried until I couldn't cry anymore. And I kept screaming until I was hoarse because I was like, he can't get out. He can't get out, right? And, and, and no matter how wonderful of a person you are on earth, the truth of the matter is the truth of the matter. Without Christ, humans will perish, right? Because God is holy. He's holy, right? If we've broken the Ten Commandments and every human has, then those acts are punishable by death. That's what the Bible says. God is holy. So that's why he sent Jesus, right? So that way, if you're if you're someone that's listening and you're a non-Christian, right? This is the essence of why G, why Father God sent Jesus, right? Because God is holy, he's perfect. His laws are perfect. Humans are unperfect. We break his laws every day. We break what are his laws? The 10 commandments, right? We break those. If you break one, it's punishable by death. So how how do we get around that? The Bible says in John 3:16, for God, that's Father, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus, right? That whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. If you perish, do you think that, well, let's not say you, if one perishes, and by perishing, that means they're, they're tasting of the second death. The Bible says that there's actually two deaths, right? Everyone tastes of the first death. We die, right? And then comes the judgment, right? That, you know, if you don't, if you don't know Christ, there is a second death. And that's what we call hell, right? The lake of fire, right? That's, that's hell, right? There is nobody in hell who believes they're a winner. Do you understand that? Nobody in hell thinks that they're a winner. Right? And so the reason I'm saying this and I feel so heated about it is don't allow yourself to be deceived by the shiny objects that the world has. Right? Because the world is passing away. The psalmist, and I don't recall if this was David or this was, you know, all of the psalms weren't written by David. Some of them were written by other people. But there's one particular psalm and where he's talking, I think this was David, but he was talking about, you know, basically how he kind of 
he felt jealous. He felt some type of way when he was looking at how the people in the world were living because they seemed so rich and so carefree. They didn't have problems and all this stuff, right? But then he went into the temple and then he considered their fate. He thought about it and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These people are going to perish. They're going to burn in hell. There is nothing for me to be envious about them. They're lost, right? So when you're going through social media or if there's somebody that you know and it seems like they got a great lifestyle and you're comparing yourself to them, you know that there's so much of that that goes on nowadays where we're comparing ourselves to other people and the majority of them are ungodly people. Satan has given those people wealth. Just like he tempted Jesus, you know, he tried to get Jesus to, to bow down before him. He said, all this wealth has been given to me. It is mine to give. And it is his to give, right? Because Adam, Adam sinned. When he sinned, control got turned over to Satan. So Satan is the God of this world, lowercase g. He does have the authority. He does have riches to give. He's given those people wealth. So they dance around for a little bit, but then at some point, they do have an expiration date. I'm actually going to use that. They have an expiration date, right? You can't dance with the devil and think that there's no, you're not going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him. And, and the devil has no loyalty to anyone, especially not humans. You're there to do his will. And when you do whatever it is that he wanted you to do, you're garbage to him. I'm telling you this. If you're in any sort of witchcraft or you're following anything that's satanic or you're following some worldly stuff, listen, those people have paid a heavy price to get what they got, a heavy price, right? Their own souls, their own immortality, so to speak, right? Because everyone is immortal, we think about it. Everybody has a human soul and a human spirit and they're immortal. It's just a matter of where you're going to live forever. Are you going to live in hell forever? Or are you going to live with Jesus forever in love and joy and peace, right? And acceptance. Where are you going to live forever? Everyone is immortal. Don't get it twisted. Everyone is going to live forever in one way or another. And it's not, oh, you know, well, you know, they have this belief that you're, listen, the beliefs don't matter. What matters is the truth. Ain't nobody coming back. When you die, you die. You're not coming back as a butterfly. You're not coming back as a flower. You're not coming back as a, I don't know, a water buffalo. I, I, I don't know, right? If you don't know Christ, I'm telling you, if you don't know Christ, there is only one, there, there's only one, one thing to come after that. It's the judgment, and hell is a perfect prison. Okay, we're wrapping this up. Hell is a perfect prison. You do not want to go there. And, and don't, don't let people deceive you, telling you some nonsense that this is hell right here. We're in hell right now. We're living in hell right now. This is not hell. <laughs> this is not hell. What this is, is an opportunity. No matter how bad your life is right now, I'm telling you. You might say, I'm in hell right now. Listen, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because even if 
you remain in your situation, but you know Jesus till the day you die, so to speak. You might say, you know, you lived in hell. We would call it drama. You got drama till the day you die and give up the ghost. But guess what? If you got Jesus, you're, you're going to be with, with Jesus in heaven way longer, right? This is eternity. Way longer than the time you suffered on earth. And in eternity with Jesus, guess what? You're not even going to be thinking about all the pain that you suffered during those few 50 or 60 years. What is 50 or 60 years compared to eternity? It's nothing. It's nothing. The Bible says that to God, a day is a thousand. You know, one day is as a thousand years. He's in eternity. What is 60 years? Nothing. It's a blink of an eye from an eternal perspective. So you must make sure that you are basing your decisions, right, on an eternal, you know, in or from an eternal perspective, I'll say, right? Base it on the Bible. Don't go chasing after what the world is doing. Don't keep chasing that bus. That bus is going to the wrong destination, okay? Hey, that's the wrong bus. And 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 I have been I, I have been before taking a bus where I did catch the wrong bus. Right? And I ended up in a way, and the worst thing about it, one, I caught the wrong bus. Actually, I knew it was the wrong bus, but my intention was to jump off of the bus at a certain place and then jump on the right bus. But you know what happened? I fell asleep. So I woke up. It was like nine o'clock at night. The bus was dropping me off in some seedy part of town. There literally was like prostitutes walking around the street. You know, there's people out there doing drugs and all types of stuff. I was like, what the heck is this? Near an army base. What is this? Oh man, I overslept. I didn't get off at the right place, right? Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. You know? Well, you think you can just stick your foot in and I'm dabbling. I'm doing a little bit of this, a little bit of witchcraft, a little bit of these new age practices, which is witchcraft, right? Yeah, I'll stop, but I'm just going to get mine first. Don't do that, right? Don't do that. I encourage you strongly to repent because you don't know when you're going to be called back. So there's an example in the Bible where there's this, this rich man and he's thinking to himself, right? Like how great he is. And he's got all of this money and all of this grain and all of this stuff in these silos. And the Lord said, it, it said, the Lord said, you fool, this very night, your life will be required of you. You don't know when your life will be required of you. So it is imperative that you check yourself now. One of my daughters was in an accident, uh, I don't know, maybe like six or seven years ago. And I remember she was in a car with her sorority sisters and it went over, a, it wasn't a bridge per se, but like an embankment somewhere in California. And as the car is flipping over, like she, there was a baby in the car, she grabbed the baby to make sure the baby didn't go through the windshield or anything like that. Not her baby, it was a baby. Like one of her sorority sisters' baby in the back seat with her. But I remember she said, as the car was flipping over, she said out loud, Jesus, we good? We good? See, that's not the time 
to ask Jesus if we good. Thankfully, the Lord kept them. You know, when the firefighters came later, they said they didn't understand how none of them was dead. They said any time they go to see an accident like that, where the car goes all the way down to the ravine, they're all dead. They're all dead. But my daughter and her friends, they, they lived. The baby was fine. You know, they, they all had some, some bruises and they were scared, but the Lord kept them. That's my child. That's why he kept them, right? The mother girls didn't know the Lord. And my, I, I can't honestly say my daughter was living right at the time, right? I can't, I can't say that, right? This is not Kyra. This is another daughter of mine, right? But anyway, um, the Lord kept her. But my point is this. You don't want to be in that situation to where you're doing what you want to do in life. And then you find yourself. Then you find yourself in a situation like that. But for the grace of God that my daughter lived. But the police came and God is so good. He will let you know when he has done something to intervene in your life. So you know to give him the glory. And they all them girls did start praising God, by the way. They did praise God on the site. I'll say that. Um, God want to let you know, look, you should have been dead. You know, those firefighters said, listen, every accident we come to like this, the people are dead. We don't understand how you are alive. My brother, my younger brother, you know, back in the day, he had a, a tow truck. I think he had like a towing company or something like that. And somebody hit him and totaled his truck. My brother literally jumped out of the vehicle and chased the chased the hit and run driver down on foot. The police were like, we don't understand how that happened. You should be dead. Your car, your vehicle is total. You should be dead. But God, right? But God, see, God will keep you, right? My brother, that's my brother. I pray for my family. We pray for my family, right? So things have happened. My nephews got attacked at a party. They, they got stabbed multiple times, like 30-something times. According to the doctors, they should have been dead. They're fine today. They healed very quickly, and they're fine today. Why? God's mercy, God's mercy and his grace. But if they didn't have somebody that was a Christian praying for them, right? They would have been gone. I, I don't have to coat this any type of way. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fool and I know quite clearly when the Lord intervenes on a matter and I know why he intervened on a matter. And whether or not people want to acknowledge him or not, that, that's, that's between them and him. I know what he did. I clearly know. I can look through my family and be like, whoa, God has kept this family. If not for the Lord, we would have perished. Right? So you, you have to keep in mind who your vehicle is, who is going to get you to, you, to your destination, and what true success is. It's not what the media says it is. Right? Not at all. Wrapping it up here. True success is not what the media says it is. Don't get caught up in all of this foolishness you see on TV, on the internet, in magazines. And if you just if you just step back and look, you can see the world is is they're on on the what do they call it? The crazy train. They're on the crazy train going to Crazyville, right? 
Everybody's running around and doing this and doing that, acting fool. I mean, it's just craziness. And they don't apparently even realize they're on the crazy train going to Crazyville. You literally can just step back and look at it. What is going on? Get off the crazy train going to Crazyville, right? Stop doing the things that the world is doing. Because if you're doing the things that the world is doing, guess what? Eh, you're going to get the results that the world is getting. Don't let that be you, right? Because if you're a Christian, you know you're in sin. You know it. You may keep doing it and be like, oh, I'm good. Just like when I used to be immoral and I was watching pornography, I'd be like, but I'm good, Jesus, right? I know you love me. I love you too, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm looking at porn, right? Hey, until that one day, I remember the Lord told me, knock it off. He told me, clear as day, knock it off. You know, why? Because when I was in the world, I was a slave to sin. I had to do it. But when I came to Christ, guess what? I was not a slave anymore. I didn't have to do it. Granted, there were some emotional things that I was working through. I didn't have to do it. And then at some point I understood I didn't have to do it, but I was still doing it, right? Why? Because I thought I could get away with it. Let me just keep sinning. I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to get forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit told me, knock it off. I heard it clear as day. <gasps> I was terrified. Done, I'm done. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm done, I'm done. Right? Why? It's sin. He's not playing with you. He wasn't playing with me. Sin is deadly. Don't be playing with sin and thinking I can just get away with it. I'm going to just keep doing this, get away with it. What if you die in that sin? You don't know what's going to happen. What if you die in the sin? You have to tell your body, shut up. Who cares what you want? Shut up, flesh. You shut up. You tell the devil to shut up. You tell your flesh to shut up. And you line up with the Lord. Line up with the Holy Spirit. If you feel like whatever sin you're in is just too much for you, you don't know how to stop doing, you better stop calling on the Lord. I'm telling you, this is very serious. These are the end times. The Lord is coming soon. The devil is not playing and the Lord's not playing. Don't get separated, right? Don't get separated from the pack, right? You know, the, the lions and certain animals, they look for the pack animals but they look for the ones that got separated from the pack and then they pounce on them they're waiting to pounce and it's waiting to pounce on you it's waiting at your door okay please repent please repent stop chasing the world's bus god almighty created you with a purpose he knows why you were created he knows what your gifts are he will help you to reach your destination and again, in closing, if you have Christ, if your sins are forgiven, and if you are actively walking in your calling, not your vocation, not your job, if you're actively doing the thing that the Lord created you to do, right? Again, going back to my example with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he's a boxer. He was the people's champion, but he was created to be the Lord's champion, right? If you're walking in your calling, then you are winning. It doesn't matter how much money you got. The Bible, there was a rich man and there was Lazarus. The rich man, the Lord did not even mention his name, just a rich man. Lazarus was poor. 
dirt poor, right? Dogs would, he lived on the, on the street. He had sores. Dogs would come and lick his sores. He was that poor. But when he died, see, he knew the Lord. And when he died, the Bible shows you the juxtaposition. It showed you. The rich man was burning, crying out, Father Abraham, please, please, just give me a little tip of water. Just please, right? Or uh, please send somebody back to earth to warn my family about so they don't come to this place. Please, right? And, and Lazarus was there with Abraham. He was, he was fine. He was good. He was in glory, right? Because he knew the Lord. So don't get it twisted and don't let society get you all bent out of shape, right? Stick with the Lord. He will be the only thing that will save you. That's it. Stick with the Lord. Stick with the word of God. He will be the only thing that saves you. Okay, that's it. I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Please repent. Don't play, right? Now is not the time to be playing games. Now is not the time to be putting the Lord to foolish tests, okay? I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Always remember, submit yourself unto God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.